Welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I very, very much appreciate your time. You could be doing anything else right now. You could be listening to anybody. Joe Rogan probably is taking some more horse tranquilizer or something, and you could be listening to that. But instead, instead, you've chosen to share your time with me, and I am beyond appreciative for that. Thank you so much. Welcome to episode one of Potty Mouth Parenting. Um, I just, I'm so excited to finally get this going. This has been something I've been working on for a few months now, and I don't know if you know this, but being a parent is difficult. <laughs> um, so didn't get much time to start this. Uh, started a new job around the same time that I had a baby, so everything just kind of piled on at once, and this was kind of pushed to the back burner behind the range where everything else gets lodged back there and you don't want to sweep it. It's basically where it's been for a while. But I, hey, I dusted it off. I'm finally getting this going. Thank you so much for joining me again. This is Potty Mouth Parenting. I am Mo. Um, before we get everything going, how did you enjoy that track right at the beginning there? Um, I think that it slaps, right? Slaps. I want to thank my good friend Charday. Uh, she provided that track for us and the closing track for today as well. Um, Charday is somebody who I've been friends with for a long time, and she is just the most incredible, magnificent person. She's so creative. She's so smart. And without her, I probably wouldn't have got this uh, this podcast started. So um, thank you for putting up with my questions, and thank you for, for uh, providing um, such a sweet track. Uh, you know, original content, original music for myself. That's crazy. So again, um, what is it that you're doing here? What is it that I'm doing here? The title of this episode is What Gives Me the Right? So let's go a little bit through who I am and what you're, what to expect from this podcast and what you're going to get out of it and what I'm going to get out of it and, uh, and you know, just kind of get into it and see what, what, what you think. So my goal for this podcast is really to provide some outside-of-the-box thoughts on parenting. Um, I, w- I want to just open up a conversation with uh, with you listeners and and also maybe normalize some negative thoughts that comes with parenting. Who is this for? Well, um, moms, you are amazing. Any human that passes another human through themselves, that just you deserve the utmost respect. And consideration, um, you guys, you, you, you ladies are amazing. You women are amazing. You guys, inc- I say guys just as like a, you know, this isn't, I'm trying to be inclusive here. I'm using guys as the, uh, what would you call it? The the vernacular of the times uh, for the last whatever years. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, also, if you're offended, probably just turn this off now because you won't like it. But anyways. Um, you guys are like, you're just, I'm in awe and I'm in sh- just in shock of what you do and and the, the amount of changes your body goes through. Just incredible. So moms out there, I'm not trying to depreciate what you do and, uh, and it, which is just obviously the utmost of it, of the utmost importance. But I noticed that with the importance that mamas have, um, 
there's a lot out there for for you. There's podcasts. There's uh, there's websites. There's blogs. There's books, um, and there's just so much available to you um, to go through. Uh, post and prenatal um, feelings and emotions and body changes and physical changes and and just everything. There's there's a lot of content out there for you, and it's easily a red. Uh, it's sorry, it's readily available for you to easily click in and and listen and digest and you know um, take what you need. I find, um, and I'm not saying there isn't, but I find that there is less. Uh, content there's less podcasts there's less blogs and 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 websites for men exclusively for men and i think that there is room there for me to to maybe step in and oh lord what gives me the right i will not give advice i cannot give advice legally <laughs> i'm i am not by any means a uh, a, a child's psychologist or doctor or 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 scholar or shit i just had my first kid eight months ago nine months ago um i'm 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 nobody to be speaking to you but you know what i want to do is i want to be able to normalize some of these thoughts that your everyday person might have and these feelings that an everyday father might have and so this podcast is really dedicated to them it's dedicated to perhaps guys that have been uh, you know, minimizing or or subjugating emotion for the for their lifetime, and you pushing it down and pouring something some some vile liquor over it to try to keep it concealed. Um, I was I was born from that. I mean, I came from that. I came from a very traditional conservative family, and uh, and growing up in that, I was told that you know maybe showing emotion isn't the best thing that you can do as a as a as a man. And uh, I just feel like that's an old school way of thinking and that there's emotions and there's uh, thoughts and there's feelings and there's actions that fathers have um, when when from knowing that they're ha- they're going to become a father until the first moment that they hold their baby until three months down the line when you're when your baby starts to smile and starts to you know hold your finger there's all these emotions that you have between them and I want to be able to touch on that and I want to be able to 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 show that maybe I'm not the only one feeling these feelings and show you that maybe you're not the only one feeling these feelings. And I know this is a bunch of feely, feely shit talk, um, but it's important. And I think the importance of that is downplayed oftentimes for the father. Now, the first thing I'm going to say uh, in regards to that is mothers and fathers, um, you both have it tough in different ways. Mothers obviously have it physically tough and emotionally tough this is a child that they're carrying the ra- carrying around with them for the better part of 9 months and then it doesn't end there they're constantly holding and 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 caring and nurturing this child from you know if if you choose to go the direction of uh, of breastfeeding this is something that you could will continue to do for I mean, for as long as you're going to breastfeed. So I'm not saying that these are in any way comparable. I'm saying that there is um maybe an underlying amount of uh uh not an underlying a sidelined i guess uh group and uh you know a, a, a how would you call it an almost like a 
it, it, it's a sidelined emotion that men go through that maybe we're not, we don't feel that we're supposed to feel these things or that we're supposed to delve into those emotions. We're supposed to be the strong one, the tough one. We're supposed to be going out and smoking cigars while, uh, while, um, you know, you're, the mother's going through these things. I think that's just, that's just fucking bullshit. And I think that we're allowed to feel these things. And I think that if if there's anything that this podcast should be is a sounding board for for men who are going through this. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say, in the first three months of having my daughter, as amazing as it was to see this living, squirming, writhing thing in front of you, and it's just, it is incredible, I... I, I my heart goes out to the to, to guys who don't want to be in this position. I can totally understand why a dude would just go out for smokes and fucking peace out, cause it's fucking tough. And if you don't want to, if you don't want this, if you're not prepared for it, if it's you know if it's ingrained in you to be as as independent as I am, the first thing you want to do when this shit happens, when 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 the baby comes and when you're told, is to Get the fuck out of there. I totally, I don't, I mean, I would never do that and I don't condone it, but I do understand it because it's terrifying. Anyways, little sidetracked on that. I have my notes here and I usually keep pretty close to my notes, but sometimes I get sidetracked. You'll find that out. This is only episode one. I'm already probably, what, 15 minutes in? I haven't told you shit. So who is this for? It's for dads. It's dads kind of get the shaft when it comes to resources and and things available to them, readily available for them to be able to digest as dads do, as guys do, as, you know, people who identify as, as guys do. It's not readily available. So here I am, just me and my mic, telling you what's up, telling you how my experience has changed me, telling how my experiences went through, telling how I dealed with, dealt with a few things and dealt with emotions and, and feelings coming my way when this stuff happened. And I'm uh, hoping that, maybe hoping that can be of some help, that it can be of uh, some sort of sounding block or, or sounding board, I guess. Anyways, I hope that makes sense. So what I want to do with this podcast is I want to, like I said, it's outside of the box thinking and... M- normalizing thoughts that pop into your head. I'll be like, um, I'd be like that voice inside of your head, you know, that, that little dark voice that says like, just go out for smokes, never come back. I'll be like, uh, but, but I'll be the one that's saying like, you know, you, you, sh- you should come back because things get better. Like, uh, I'd be like your, con- like your Jiminy Cricket. If Jiminy Cricket was a nihilistic, overly pragmatic bumblebee who stings. Anyways, totally not like Jiminy Cricket, but I do want to be able to be that person to maybe, you know, ask questions to and see how I dealt, how, see how I dealt with a few things. I'm your average Joe. I'm your average, I guess, Mo. Um, so yeah. And, 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 you know, I have, I have emotions and I have, uh, feelings and, uh, um, it, it, I, I want to be able to, to let those out maybe as maybe my own, uh, soapbox, but also be able to answer any questions that you might have. Again, I'm not here to give advice. I'm no baby doctor. I, I, do, I don't know what I'm doing. So as the title of this episode says, what gives me the right? So I'm going to walk into, I'm going to uh, move into what these episodes entail. So here's the format. I, uh, my head is uh, a, um, a bag of feral cats. I'm constantly 
following a train of thought and then it derails and something else happens and shiny objects and uh and i actually hate that saying when people say oh squirrel tiny objects ah, okay whatever it, it's it's adhd is what it is i've i'm undiagnosed i'm trying to get diagnosed but uh pandemic's kind of throwing a kink into those things but more than likely i have symptoms of adhd where i can't focus and concentrate on a few things so i try to lay things out as uh, much as i can in front of me so i can follow those uh, points but again i get lost so I want to provide insight. I want to provide laughs, maybe even some information. Advice is a very tricky thing because when people take your advice, they blame you when shit goes wrong. Um, and and so I don't want to give advice, but I do want to be able to provide maybe some insight and provide stories of how myself and my wife went through certain things in our relationship, what led us to a baby, what happened before baby, what happened during pregnancy, and what happens after pregnancy. And follow along. My daughter's eight months old. So I'm sure I'm going to have 101 stories to tell you uh, going forward. So this is one of those perpetually happening podcasts, you know? It's going to happen. Parenting is a lifelong thing. So I'm hoping to provide something there. So again, I don't know if you've heard... But it's stressful to be a parent. It's really stressful to be in charge of something that isn't just you. And do you know what the worst part of being a parent is? I think the worst part is getting fucking advice from non-parents. Oh, my God. So give you a little bit of backstory. My wife is an amazing person, side segue, but, uh, or uh, sidebar, sorry, not segue. Um, my wife is an amazing person, but she also worked in childcare for the greater part of 10, 12 years. Maybe she worked in childcare. She had her child hair, childcare, um, degree certification. I think it's called. Um, she's, she, she worked in childcare for a very long time. And, she would give advice sometimes when it came to when it came to child rearing and i realized how much of a bitch she was when she was doing this because when people don't have kids and give me advice based on how they treat their cats oh my god oh i can totally understand why parents just roll their eyes when you're not a parent and you give advice jesus just shut the f- fuck up i'm and so i don't want to be that person here at this episode i'm not going to give you advice i'm not you don't need to hear it the you know the actually the one piece of advice somebody gave me who was a parent that i actually listened to he said to me he turned to me and he said the only piece of advice i could ever give you is don't take anybody's advice oh it was just like it was like yeah you're speaking my language buddy um so anyways advice is tricky as i was saying before advice is tricky so i'm not going to give advice uh i'm going to provide stories and how we dealt with things and maybe that helps maybe it doesn't who knows at least you'll have fun listening to it maybe you'll have some laughs that's good right so as i was saying see so this is what i mean feral cat went left um before any of that I'm going to start each episode going forward with a story that ties into the main theme of this week's or however, whenever I'm going to be releasing this with every 
uh, with every episode of this podcast. So I'm going to be telling a little story at the beginning. Uh, it could be a heartfelt story. It could be a funny story. It could be a scary story. It could be, I don't know, anything. Um, but it's going to relate to the topic of, of what we're talking about. And, uh, and that's kind of how I'm going to start things off. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start this episode. And um, the, the, the theme of today is what gives me the right. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I, uh, went to school for communications and, uh, in journalism, I'm technically a journalist, but I don't practice. <laughs> I feel like it's a religion or something. Um, but yeah, I went to school for journalism, uh, got into multimedia and t- took that multimedia and ran with it. So this is what I do now. I'm actually a producer for a local uh, production company out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, we produce uh, you know series and uh, and um, uh, documentaries uh, for uh, a vast number of streaming services around the world, and we actually partner with different companies out of Canada. So in here in Winnipeg, in uh, in Calgary, and in Toronto, and we also partner with uh, companies out of South Africa. Um, as far as you know, Serbia, uh, you know, we 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 are in partnership with them to produce these docu series and hopefully get it out to the world. So that's what I do now. Um, I never wanted children, and I'm not talking about. Uh, oh, you know, maybe when I'll get older. I've no, I never fucking wanted children. It was a no go for me. I thought, fuck this. I don't want kids. I can't take care of anybody that isn't me um and then i got into i I got bitten by the travel bug actually late in life um probably wasn't uh i was probably 24 25 see uh, another thing i i've uh i was not the same person i was in my teens and 20s as i am now obviously and i mean who is but i mean i was a very different person um uh, i drank a lot i partied a lot uh i did too much dumb shit i never did drugs but uh, I, I did drink a lot and i did get into a lot of fights um so i you know i it, that was a different person and so it wasn't until i was probably 24 25 maybe even 26 when i did, had my first trip and uh you know for me when i was growing up like traveling was like a retirement thing you do it when you're older you know you're 50 you're 60 you go to rome and blah 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 but i i I had i was uh i was dating somebody i was seeing somebody who you know they they love to travel and we went to um i I believe our first trip was i actually don't remember but one of the trips that i really kind of fell in love with was i went to rome uh we went to the uk first and we, we went to manchester um which is a really excellent city and uh we ended up going to rome and we did like a tour um, with like a bunch of like, I think it was like 25 to 30 year olds. And so, yeah, I guess I would have been, I would have been 26 and it was like, it was, it was uh, first of all, Rome and Italy is just incredible. I love, I love Italy. The tour wasn't so great. It was just a bunch of party people. And I was, I had just kind of partied myself out up to that point. So I wasn't like prepared to go back yet (laughs) and like kind of backtrack everything that I had worked on to try to overcome so it was a lot of party things and it was very much geared towards the younger demographic which was fine but there was a lot of cool things that we did like go out for um like walks and stuff like that to Pompeii and we did like some uh some vineyard tours which was really really fun so as soon as I came back from that I was like I want to travel so much I want to go 
every place. I want to see every country. I want to know every people. And I don't want to go on a tour to do it. I just want to do. And so when I came back, I was so set on not having kids that it was like, I was like, it was, it was not even a maybe. It was just like a fucking hard no. I'm not having kids. This isn't a something. I don't want kids because this is going to interrupt my plan to see every country and every city in the world. So I came back bitten by the travel bug and I said no. So obviously um, that relationship didn't go well. So we, uh, uh, ugly story, but she she did leave and I was like, okay, well, fuck it. Um, but I worked on myself and I continued to work on myself and I continued to want to, to want to travel. Enter the moment that changed my entire life forever. Um, I met the most incredible woman I've ever met. And we jived really well right from our first phone call together. And I'll get into um, maybe an introduction of how we met and all that stuff a little bit later, which is also a great story. Um, might be next episode, actually, I'll touch on that. But um, I met this amazing girl. And we, we met and we hit it off. And she was she was she had literally just come back from living in Barbados. Yes, that Barbados for four years. And she was, she was working for a nonprofit at the time. And she was just having, um, she was having troubles kind of reintegrating back to the, to, to the life that she had left four years ago. And, uh, we lived out West, we lived in Calgary or I lived in Calgary at the time. So when I met this girl and, you know, she was kind of a little bit of a mess. She was all over the place, didn't quite know what she wanted to do. And, uh, and I was obviously in a developmental phase in my life where I was actually going through a lot of like changes and like moving into a lot of, uh, nihilistic points of view and, uh, and atheistic points of view. And so when we met, um, I was not under, I w it was not the intent to continue a relationship for a very long time for me. And so I was already in that mindset where fuck, no, I'm not having kids. And we, we, you know, we hit it off and we started dating and, uh, and we almost broke up for a little bit because she came from a very religious background. I came from a religious background, but then I had become atheist, um, and like bordering on nihilism at the time. Um, and, and just becoming that person. So we almost broke up because of that. And, uh, but you know, our, our differences is what brought us together. So we continued to have a conversation. We did not end up breaking up, obviously. And the conversation led to getting a little bit more serious. And then obviously like a year into the relationship, we're like, I guess this is, this is serious now. So we continued to, to date and we continued to see each other. And it was about, I would say, our third, two, uh, second or third year in, when um, the topic of children came up. And I mean, it seems a little bit late in the game uh, to be talking about children. But like I said, she was amazing and she never wanted to freak me out. And I had kind of already said that I didn't want kids. It was a hard nope. So and it was it was like, I, I'm the type of person that when I get into a relationship, and especially at that time, because I was uh, 28, um, I would say 28, 29. Um, at the time, I was done with people. I was over people and I was over dating. So if I was going to go, if I was going to get into a relationship, I would play it as I would play a game of 
cards like I, like honestly like i would i like like as if you're you're laying your cards out after a poker game and you're saying i don't play poker but you're laying I, i've seen a lot of bond movies um you lay out your cards at the end of like your your hand and you say this is my hand deal like this is my deal like this is what i'm this is what so i deal i dealt with meeting this this person um very much like that here is here is my hand i have crippling uh, self-doubt issues. Um, I am nihilistic. I am atheistic. I don't want kids. I want to travel. I want this. I want that. I want here are my cards. And I approached it with the intent of not wasting my time and not wasting anybody else's time. If any of this doesn't match up with you, chances are we won't kind of get along. So go on. Um, and luckily it did match and we did keep going and 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 so there was there was no conversation leading up to this three-year mark where she had said oh like what about kids but around the three-year mark around that time um i would say even sooner whatever i sound like an old man um i guess i am an old man around that mark i was thinking to myself like uh, like the 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 thought of kids kind of crept into my mind. And around that time as well, a friend of mine, an acquaintance, a friend, um, had a baby. And if you don't think male baby fever is a thing, it is. And, but it, for me, it had to be a selective thing. Um, I'm going to get a little bit weird for a second here. My biggest fear because of becoming a parent, one of my biggest fears of becoming a parent, and, and just something that I see every day is having an ugly baby. Like, you know those babies? You're just like, oh, they're so adorable. But like you look at them and you're like, why is its head shaped like that? Why why do you look like like an old man? <laughs> you know, it's... It was it was a legitimate fear of mine having an ugly baby. So for the most part, the babies that I had interactions with, and I, I, you know, I haven't I have a younger brother and I have a, a nephew. My younger brother was a little ugly as a baby, but he grew to be quite cute, and my nephew was quite cute as a baby. Um, so you know, eh, but I mean, I was too young for that, and uh, the babies, you know, um, but so I, you know, the, the babies I had kind of interacted with prior to that, and believe me, it wasn't a lot, maybe two. They were kind of ugly. It was like, ooh, oh man, is that thing ready yet? Like, it probably should go back and finish. But this baby came out, <laughs> came out. Jesus Christ, um, my this friend of mine had a baby, and she was adorable. Oh my god, she was just like the cutest fucking thing you've ever seen, and you just wanted to squeeze it and just like, oh. But it was adorable. So I kind of like started opening up and got it got a little bit of like. I, I held the baby and I was like, holy shit, this baby's amazing. It's so cute. And like, oh my God. So anyways, a little bit of like a baby fever thing happening. And it opened up that conversation with my wife. Well, my girlfriend at the time. And so we started talking like, what does, what does a baby look like in our lives? When does a baby look like in our lives? When would we have this? At the time, I was going through a really tough time with work. So I had graduated um, I had graduated late 
because of budget cuts. I can't remember how, what it was specifically, but I had graduated late from school and I had graduated at the time because Calgary, the thing about Calgary is that it's kind of like a child in and of, in and of itself. It really can't see that far into the future. It's like not developing like uh, it, object permanence, but for like investing in the city's future. Um, so, you know, a lot of money is put into oil and gas and kind of oil and gas is like, don't tell the conservatives, but it's kind of on the way out. Um, and, and they just keep putting money into it, right? It's like having a, a it's like, it's like that, uh, that experiment where they, I think it was a monkey that they put on a table or a, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, it, it's the, the immediate pleasure that they get from like one sugar cube as opposed to like waiting 10 minutes and getting 10 sugar cubes. And, uh, they just keep keep going for the for the one sugar cube because it's like available for them right now that's calgary for you they kind of invest in five minutes down the line instead of 10 years down the line so there was another downturn in the economy which just happens like it's like a season in calgary there's like downturn season so anyways i i graduated during the time of a downturn and couldn't get a job and uh most people were looking for you know 10 years of experience and i had just graduated so obviously i don't have that experience and uh, unless you're like you have a father who's like in a business already you, you you can't get a job in calgary it's not what you know it's who you know um anyways i'm really pitching calgary here isn't aren't i i I don't hate it as much as i think say act like i do um but anyways (laughs) beyond the point so uh fuck i lost my point (laughs) um so what i guess what i'm trying to say so I, i had graduated at the time and didn't have a job so i was working at a shitty gym um just the worst job of my life they were stuck in 1987 and they paid monthly, which is like, what the fuck? Um, and I was getting paid like a shit wage to work like ridiculous, like hours. And I was like, I was basically like a mechanic slash like, uh, what would you call it? Like a, like a fucking janitor slash like, uh, clothes washing person. It was an awful, awful, awful job. And the one thing that came out of that job was actually one of my best friends. I'm still friends with her. She's actually going to be having a baby soon. So the one thing that came out of that job is my one friend and she's just an amazing person. But anyways, I was working a shitty job. My, my girlfriend at the time, she was like, uh, I think she was still working in childcare at the time. And we were kind of like, we were just making ends meet. We weren't living together yet, but I was, I was living in a very uncomfortable situation with, uh, with somebody I'm related to. Um, but, and, and that didn't go well, but I was, I, it was a very tough time. So I, I was not doing well in that scape. I was applying. I think I might've sent, I, it, it, within that year of like trying to like getting out of school, I might have sent in the on the conservative side of things, maybe 500 resumes out to companies, literally 500 resumes where I was sending them out and I wasn't I wasn't getting anything back. Um, so it was a tough time. So anyways, beyond the point, we didn't know what the future looked like. We didn't. I definitely wasn't prepared to have a child at that point, obviously, but there was at least a little bit of conversation. So. I guess the point of that is, is that you never know at the time. Um, you can say no and no, no is no. And some people don't change their mind and that's perfectly okay. If you don't want children, you don't want children. Shit, that's just like the way you're built and it's fine, whatever. But 
maybe don't always say absolutely no, because there's always going to be that one point in time where you I will say yes. And uh, and so it, it became a yes. Obviously, it it went from a maybe to literally having a name picked out if it was a girl or having, you know, the potential of having a boy and, and having a name picked out. And so we, we did. And, and, and eventually it became a yes. And then that yes became a plan and that plan became execution and that execution became a baby. And so, yeah, it's, it it was an incredible thing. So to hearken back to why this episode is called what gives me the right I guess I'm trying to say what gives me the right to give you this insight. What gives me the right as a as a former failed journalist slash multimedia producer, what gives me the right to talk about children? What gives me the right to talk about about being a parent? I think in my opinion, and you could completely disagree, I have been through a lot. Um I'm not saying I've been through less or more than any of you listening. Everybody has a story. Everybody has their hurdles that they've overcome. Everybody, everybody, everybody goes through problems. And I'm not the type of person to say that and then ignore your problems. I really, really try to listen. And that's my journalistic side and also my nosy side. I try to listen, listen, listen. I try to listen to everybody's life because everybody has overcome something. And so what gives me the right to talk about kids? I have lived many lives in my life. I have lived the life of an immigrant. I have lived the life of a new person. I just did a tally a couple months back. I have lived in over 20, 20, yeah, I think I was 20 or 22 houses in my 35 years on this earth. 20 to 22 houses over I guess um, over two countries, let's see, 20, I said, I think it was around 20, 23 houses in two countries over two continents in five cities. I've lived a lot of places. So I was always the new kid living my life as an immigrant, moving from El Salvador to Canada. Uh, I've, I've lived that life. I live the life of your quintessential inner city, lower middle class Latino. I've lived that life. I live the life of a wannabe trying to fit in misfit in several schools. I live the life of a drunk partier trying to impress everybody that comes their way some with something to prove person. I have lived the life of a trades person. I worked in the trades for the better part of five years. I lived the life of, I've, I've worked at for anywhere from Taco Bell to Blockbuster. I lived the life of a movie nerd. I have lived the life of a, um, a, a, a high school dropout. I live the life of a university student. I have lived all these lives and I have literally fought with my fists to get from point A to point B in my life. And I feel like now I'm stepping in 
to a role that I want to be in. I didn't want to be the new kid. I didn't want to be part of a group that took me in because I fit nowhere else. I didn't want to be drunk. I didn't want to be anybody until the moment that I changed myself to not believe, to not want, to not covet, to not desire, and to accept things that came into my life that were 100% positive. Sorry to get woo-woo on there a little bit. I'm not that person. I don't have crystals in my pockets that recharge on black stones. What I'm trying to say is that I have lived a lot of these lives that I didn't want to live, that weren't me, and that I didn't want to be in. But of all those lives, of everything that I've done and every experience I've had and every battle that I've fought, I'm stepping into being a father and I 100% want to be a father. So what gives me the right, what gives you the right to be a parent and to maybe have a conversation with somebody who else, somebody else who is a parent? What gives you the right? You've put in the time, you've put in the work, you want to fucking be there. You want to be there for them. You come running when they cry, you pick them up when they need to, you put a band-aid on that cut, you you shake them around and love them for all they're worth, but you want to be there. And that's what gives me the right. Now, you don't have to listen. You can tune out. Everybody has a different lens that they see their lives through. Everybody has a different lens that they're going to raise their children to. Everybody has a different lens that they're going to look through and they're going to, you know, uh, something that Bruce Lee said, and I love Bruce Lee, so you'll probably hear a lot of his quotes. You're going you're gonna to take in what's necessary and discard what isn't. Everybody has a lens. I have my lens. You have your lens. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to everything I have to say. I want you to laugh while, I, while you're listening to these things. This isn't going to be serious all the fucking time. But I, I, I really do think that there is space here, that there is room here for us to have a conversation about what real parenthood is. And the first step to real parenthood is your want, your desire, and your complete devotion to parenthood. And that doesn't mean that you have to lose yourself. That doesn't mean that you have to stop being you. I'm going to strap a backpack onto this kid and we're going to Europe. (laughs) Not in a 20 to 20 or 25 to 30 group. We're going to Europe. We're doing that six week tour or whatever it is with this kid. You don't have to lose who you are, but you have to be devoted to the fact that you have to protect, to inspire, to make them laugh to educate them in better ways than you ever were. I am going to show my kid that emotions are perfectly normal, that you should have all these emotions, that you should feel them deeply, but you should have enough know-how of your own self to work with these emotions and to live your life and not let them own you. 
that's what gives me the right. So I think I'm going to end that episode here because that was more of an introduction, an introductory, sorry, episode for you to kind of get your feet wet as to who I am. And if, if you don't like me, don't listen. But I feel like you should give it a shot. Because there's going to be some stories that I tell of really scary occurrences that happened during our pregnancy and during child and childbirth and delivery that I think that you could, as an expecting parent, find helpful and find it as a base to go do, do some more of your research and ask some more uh, individuals about what that looks like. But also, it might make it okay that you're feeling some of the feelings that I'm feeling or that I've felt. So the goal of this podcast is to inform and entertain. Another thing I want to start doing with this podcast is bringing on special guests and interviews. Because right now I'm sitting in my bedroom all by myself with my mic and my computer. And that's fun. But if you got to hear me for 45 minutes, 50 minutes to an hour, it's going to get boring eventually. I can only tell so many stories. I have lots of them, but I can only tell so many but I want to have special guests on. I want to have actual people who are, have doctorates in certain things or who have experience and who have been in positions and in jobs that deal with parents and childcare and, and all that kind of stuff. I want to have those people on to be able to interview. It's a little bit down the line, and I have some ideas as to what, we're, what, what I'm going to be doing, but I want to have that a little bit down the line and to have that experience for you so that you actually can get some information from this podcast that um, uh, you know you can actually take with you and, 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 and operate. Anyways, I'm going to cut that now. Um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate the time that you spent listening to me drone on about, uh, about feral cats and, uh, and Jiminy crickets. And I, I, I love you. And you know what? Everything's going to be okay. You're doing a great job as a parent. If you're expecting, believe me, this is the easiest part of the, <laughs> of the journey. It gets harder from here, but rest assured, your body and your life knows what's up and they're going to take care of itself. So don't be scared. Um, I try to, uh, I want to try to close every, I'm, I'm a big movie guy too. I love, I love, I love my movies. Um, I, I, I want to include that in my podcast. And so I'm trying to find quotes. Um, so something you, you, you should know, I love my movies. Don't like animation so much, but I had to share this one, this one, and it kind of hurts me that my animation is my first movie that I'm going to quote. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's from The Incredibles, and I, I'm guessing it's Mr. Incredible that says, you're my greatest adventure. And they are. <laughs> they are. From the first moment you find out that you're going to be a dad, your child is your greatest adventure. Rome trips aside, that baby is going to take you for a ride. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good time.